You're listening to the Take Him With You podcast with Rick and Amy on the Stitcher Radio Network. Welcome, everybody, to episode number 260 of the Take Him With You podcast for February 23rd, 2014. On the road again. Just can't wait to get on the road again. The life I love is making music with my friends. And I can't wait to get on the road again. On the road again. Going places that I've never been. Seeing things that I may never see again. I can't wait to get on the road again. On the road again. know we were going to do this, but evidently we are doing the intro to our Taken With You podcast here on the road. It's raining. We are headed to Aberdeen from Raymond where Rick just got done sharing a message at Raymond First Baptist. So this is Amy and this is Rick. Do you know what podcast number this is? I'll say the intro. We're going to do another intro. I'll say the intro later. Okay. Okay. <laughs> this is really awkward. We're doing this with a cell phone. iPhone. 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 Okay. So, um, what are we talking about, dear? Well, I kind of, you know, I remember the great chicken debate. And I kind of am in trouble. What are you doing? What would you hit me with? The phone. I dropped it. Oh. <laughs> anyway, we were at the feed store getting some stuff for your garden you can talk about that later okay and they had little chickens they're so cute i want them but they won't stay cute and fuzzy little chickens no they'll grow up with feathers and lay eggs well fresh eggs every day but we don't have a chicken coop well we could probably make a chicken coop or something huh um, and are you going to clean the chicken coop? Why? Do you, we'll just let the dog eat it. And then let the dog lick your face? She does anyway. That's gross. <laughs> You're so funny. You got to see what she's doing. She's like, like a walkie-talkie lady. <laughs> you don't have to do that, you know. What do I do then? You're... <laughs> you are a robot. <laughs> Hey, you could be on the Rusted Robot program podcast. Dude. Hey, guess what? 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 <laughs> you got your hand in the way, dear. What are you doing? Here, give it to me. Gosh. She doesn't know how to use a microphone. I hope we don't, like, run off the road. Anyway. What? We have a really cool audio comment from our friend Wayne. Um... We uh, were not able to go see the Lego movie yet, which you probably won't watch. I haven't really had any interest in seeing it, but if I had a grandchild that was that age, I'd probably, you know, like grade school. You say I'm a little kid all the time. Maybe you should take me. Hmm. I'll think about it. Well, anyway, our friend Wayne Henderson, who does all sorts of really awesome podcasts, he went to the... um, Lego movie 
and did a, a spoiler-free review for us. Cool. I I was a little surprised, but um, I I think that my my older kids might actually like seeing it just because they play a lot of those Lego Wii games or Xbox games. Lego games are supposed to be awesome. Hmm. I'm still back at Tetris, so I wouldn't know. You're back at Tetris, the 80s, dear. That's right. I know. I Well, I have done some Wii games, like Wii Bowling or Baseball. Yeah. Well, let's play our comment from Wayne, and then we'll be right back to comment on his comment, okay? Hi, Rick and Amy. Wayne Henderson here from the new Resurrection Revealed podcast at ResurrectionRevealed.com. And it's going to be live and new podcast episodes by March 1st at the latest. And it's going to be a cool show, you know, not about the Easter resurrection. This is a different resurrection. The ABC TV series Resurrection starts Sunday, March 9th. And we will be totally ready, Troy and I, to cover that show during this season. But that's not the reason that I called. I got a bit sidetracked because I'm doing a lot of work to get that podcast ready. So is Troy and uh, Daniel Lewis at the Noodle Mix Network. The reason I called, I wanted to share a spoiler-free kind of review of the Lego movie. Because as you'll learn, once you see the Lego movie, everything is awesome. Please pardon the singing, but you will have that song stuck in your head for at least a week after seeing this movie. It is fantastic. It truly is my favorite movie that I've seen in the entire past 12 months. It's so clever. So funny, and I highly, highly recommend that everybody see it on the big screen because it's not a kid's movie. I know on the surface, much like when Toy Story first came out, before we realized it's not just a kid's animated movie, I laughed more than anybody in the entire audience when I saw the Lego movie, and it was packed in there. It has great music, great characters, clever animation, of course, the songs that are stuck in your head, and a fantastic message that I won't even spoil the message here, but it is a really great heartwarming message. Movie is great for kids and adults, totally clean, highly recommended to go see the Lego movie. I'm going to go see this one a second time in the theater because it is that fun and just a wonderful, wonderful piece of filmmaking and so, uh, everybody, when you're done listening to the Take Him With You podcast with Rick and Amy Moyer, go check out the Lego movie. Thanks. Thank you, Wayne. That was nice of you to uh, do that. Really cool that you're doing a new podcast. That's pretty neat. Yeah, and it's about a show coming out um, soon. What's it called? Resurrection. Oh, yeah. That's kind of... I, I still haven't quite figured out what that's about, but... There's a few new shows coming out that we thought looked a little interesting, sci-fi shows that are new. Um, we just watched uh, the, uh, what was the, okay, it's on the CW, it's about these aliens that show up, and then... Um, it's called Starcrossed. There we go, Starcrossed. And actually, I thought the first one was pretty good, even though it's not a really original idea. No, it's kind of cute. Matter of fact... The, the little girl that was on the very beginning of it, um, she was on the movie We Bought a Zoo. That's one of my favorite movies. And Wasn't she on Bridge to Terabithia as well? 
Mm, maybe. Was she the little girl? I think so. Okay. Anyway, she's the cutest little actress, like a little Shirley Temple cutie. Um, yeah, that was, I think that might be a, a decent one. There's another one coming out. I'm not sure if I'm going to like as much because it looked more gory and graphic. But Is that the 100? Yeah, there's a 100 that's a sci-fi one. We now, might... Did you ever watch the, um, they have a show on that we have on our DVR, but I've never, wa I only watched like one episode and wasn't interested. Um. I stopped watching Helix too, but but this particular one is called um, the Tomorrow People. I actually like the Tomorrow People. Um, I don't like Helix at all. I watched one episode with you, and I said this is like a horror movie, very graphic, very violent, very bloody and gross, and yeah, not my kind of show. Um, but I did, I do like Tomorrow People. I've watched, I think. Is this the first or second season of it? This is the first season. Okay, well, I've watched most of the episodes of it, I think. And I kind of like Tomorrow People. It's interesting. It's kind of sci-fi, but it's, um, well, it is sci-fi. But, yeah, kind of set in somewhat today's time, but with people that kind of mutating. They have different abilities. Well, back to Starcross. Okay. I thought Starcrossed, to me, the, the pilot episode, and it could change as the series goes. I don't know. Uh, we have to slow down to 40 here. Okay. Sorry, we're on the road and went to a speed zone. Um, I thought it was a cross between Roswell and Alien, or um, what's the show that, what's the show Alien where they... Alien Nation? Was it Alien Nation? Yeah, I think so. I think that's what... Where it, they drank milk and got drunk drinking milk? Yeah. Yeah, that was silly. Don't you think it was a cross between those two? Um, yeah, I would. Except put with this, with... it's got that CW um, teenage angst part put in. Yeah, I I would put it more with Roswell than I would with Alienation. Alienation um, was. Yeah, but it was a story about aliens integrating into our society. Yeah, and... I I guess so, but yeah, because Roswell they. They hid themselves. There's just a few aliens, and they kind of pretended to be human. And this one, they're playing the civil rights card, and uh, you know, trying to get them to be in school with with the humans. And and it's not going so well so far. Well, it's the pilot, of course, it's not. Yeah. So anyway, it it was. I think it has some possibilities. Now you know a show that I quit watching that I watched the whole first season of. What? Was the following. Yeah, that's another one I don't care for because, it, again, it's about a serial killer. Not my kind of thing. Well, it's not Well, it's not just about a... I guess it is about a cult more than a... Well, it's a serial killer led by... Or a cult led by a serial killer. But, but um, I think where I finally drew the line on that show, they brought it back for a second season. I wondered how they were going to do that since they killed the serial killer, supposedly... In, it's 20, oops. It's 25 sorry. And you're going oh, and sorry about the spoiler alert, everybody. Sorry. Oh, anyway, um, I went to watch the second season, and the first couple episodes were so gross uh, as far as the subject matter that I just, I don't know, I just quit watching because it wasn't, I don't know, I didn't feel good after it. You know how, I mean, there's some shows that provoke you to thought. And then, and that's good because it makes you think about different subjects and stuff. But this in particular was just kind of gross. 
Well, the whole thing about the following was it was a cult, but it wasn't like a harmless cult. It was a cult based on the fact that murdering people was fun and you got a power trip off of murdering people and to kind of a right of Yeah, initiative. but it's not just that. Okay, now I can understand that as an action show or whatever. What I'm not liking is this one set of people that basically kill the victim and then they play with them all day and pose them and say it's gross oh well i missed that gladly thankfully i missed that i i watched a few with you the first season and even then i i was grossed out and not my thing so anyway here yeah we're talking tv here huh yeah yeah so my dear what was your week like what did you do this week well, I finally got my car back. I had a rental all week, which you thought was really cool because it was really fancy. I said I never got to drive it, or I only well, okay once I drove it when I wasn't supposed to. Well, you thought it was cool because it had this whole computerized dash, but I looked it up and our car is paid for, and that car brand new is twenty five thousand, which I guess isn't that bad for a new car, but but when you have a car paid for, that's even better. Than having a car payment and this is true yeah so, and our car looks brand new now well one side does it's funny because we got you know the side fix and it looks really nice but then when I go to the back where I put all my stuff for work in and out it, there's all these dings and chips and I'm like we should have seen how much it costs for them to paint that part yeah oh well you know um, my dad being a farmer he used to have a saying that as long as it got you places, it, it, it needed to be able to run to get you places. It didn't even have to run well. <laughs> it just had to get you places. And that was kind of my dad's philosophy on cars. And he, he never paid more than like $2,000 for a car. That makes sense. <laughs> but, uh, you know, farmers, they that's not usually real Look, important. there's cows out in the field. Yep, we're driving by pastures full of cows. But, um, it was very moving. Yeah. I think my dad did spend quite a bit more for his backhoes and farm equipment that actually made him money. He would put out money for. But for cars, he just considered them a necessary evil. Yeah. yeah. What else did you do this week? You worked on your garden? Yes. I got some good exercise yesterday when we went to the um, Montesano home and farm and home farm and home we picked up a load of compost and bark and i filled up one of my four new raised beds and and that sounds like not that big of a task but it was a whole truckload of stuff i carried back and forth in um in buckets and filled up so i made probably like a hundred trips <laughs> hundred buckets full that i carried and, uh, it wasn't a hundred. Uh, felt sure like a hundred later that night. I got some good exercise and um, walking back and forth carrying full buckets of stuff. Um, yeah, it it's only one out of four of my new bed, so I'm gonna have to do that a few more times. But it was um, good feeling at the end of the day. I was ready to sleep at night. That's for sure. And sleep you did. Yes, I probably snored away. I watched a uh, rerun of, of Wonder Woman, a two-parter, 
with a space alien, Dr. Hewer from Buck Rogers. And then I also watched a Star Trek episode, the Nazi one. It's a good one. That old classic Star Trek. Zeon pigs. Not very cool. But, yeah. And, of course, I did final touches on my sermon. Yes. That you're going to hear today. Yeah. So, I'm I'm working. I planted some more flower seeds. I still got a lot more to plant in my house. Getting ready for planting outside. But I'm trying to get stuff started inside so that... I can plant them in my gutter gardens and my raised beds and... Well, we should have a good garden this year. It'll be fun. We'll take pictures. All our tulips are coming up. Yep. We have lots of tulips. I heard a really sad story, though. What? Well, you know, the chicks are available right now, the little chickens, uh-huh. at the, the feed store. Yeah. And they had a customer come in and buy a whole... Uh, <laughs> Like 25, 30 chicks. Uh oh, not for a boa constrictor or anything. No, no, no. And they came back in a couple days later and got 30 or 40 more. And with kind of a, they were like, oh man, I lost them all. And they were like, what? And so he got 30 or 40 more. And then he came in a third time. He lost the second batch. And they said, it will. Is there, do you need any help? I mean, what are you doing? And he goes, I don't know. I think I might be planting them too deep. Uh, that's a groaner. Groan. That's not nice at all. <laughs> that's horrible. I got to hold those little chickens in my, in my hand and they're all fuzzy. You, you did seem very, very much in love with those little chicks. Uh, yeah, I, we had somebody on on Facebook though say that that uh, you probably were getting upset because I was getting my picture taken with hot chicks because they were under the heat lamp. <laughs> so uh, okay, so that's what you did. Anything else exciting? Oh, well, I went out to Raymond with you today when you preached. <laughs> okay. <laughs> that was good. <laughs> Got to visit with a bunch of my family. What else, dear? What? Usually you say, well, that that's great. Oh, okay. What did you do, dear? What did, what did you do, dear? Well, like anybody cares. <laughs> you don't, obviously. Well, I think I know what you did. You worked on your history songs. I did history days. songs till I'm crazy. And uh, had a couple meetings and, uh, oops, did some logo work. That's the windshield wiper squeaking on the windshield. Uh, no, anyway, I did a lot of, of uh, songs. And now this week I'm going to be taking a photo shoot of a little baby tomorrow. And then we're going to go to uh, Yelm on Tuesday and uh, work on a website. I'm going to turn off the blink the windshield wipers. So uh, that's what I did this weekend. All right, don't hit the walker. I won't. Okay. Here we are, Chico Lane. Yeah, we're, we're almost home. So Jade will probably go crazy in a oh, few minutes. Of course she will. So we made it to the house, and I guess we're done with our little what's going on at the Moyers' house. Um, why don't you set up the the talk that I did today? Well, um, Rick had a good illustrated sermon. Now, this is going to be a bit unusual because we're going to have the audio version, but 
um, a couple minutes, a few minutes into the sermon, I thought, you know, some of this, he's going to be doing a demonstration here and that might not come across very well on the audio. So I whipped out my handy dandy iPhone and I hope successfully recorded a 20 minute section of video of Rick doing his impersonation of Rachel Ray. I did not do an impression <laughs> of Rachel Ray. But he made a, a fantastic chicken salad. Which so, they ate, by the Which way. was fan. It really was fantastic. I got a little bit with some gluten-free crackers afterwards. That mm. was like primo, delicious. It would have been better with gluten crackers. Well, you had some of those too, but they, those disappeared fast. He had some like Ritz crackers, but... I had some gluten-free, healthier crackers that were good. Um, so anyway, we have a video supplemental that you can go to www.takingwithyou.com and It'll take a notes. look at that. Yeah. It'll be on the notes a I'll little. Put it on YouTube, or we'll put it on YouTube. A little link to YouTube that video that you can go see. So um, I think you will enjoy it. It's kind of, I was trying to figure out where Rick was going to, go when he I saw a little bit of his notes but it makes sense once you get into it with the scripture from second Peter chapter chapter one, one. so called I voted for you so if you have a Bible or an iPhone app or something that you want to look up first Peter or was it second Peter second Peter, second Peter, chapter, Peter one. chapter one and follow along you are welcome to so enjoy On the road again Just can't wait to get on the road again You just never know what you're going to get when I show up. Yeah, whatever you preach. Uh, we are going to be in 2 Peter today, if you want to open in your Bible to that. Whoa. Hello, Luke. I am your father. That's what it sounds like. Then. No, you younger brother. Today I've entitled the message, I Voted For You. Uh, how many of you, when you were younger, would go to, because a long time ago you actually went to a place to vote. Nowadays, you, well, in Grace Harbor at least, we fill out a piece of paper and put it in the mail and mail it off, and that's how we vote. But uh, I remember when I was a little kid, they actually had voting booths. And you would go in, and you would stand in line, you'd have to sign your name. Well, I, of course, I was too little to do it, but I, my babysitter, who I was with, would sign her name on the thing. And then, and then we'd actually get to go to these actual booths that you pulled the little metal thing, and it opened up the curtains, and you went inside, and they were actually, it was like a punch thing. It was, anyway, it was kind of cool. When I was a little kid, I thought that was pretty awesome. And I remember when we would come out of the voting booth, uh, we would head on the outside, and sometimes there would be people outside taking polls, and they would always ask, who did you vote for? Because they were going to, you know, try to figure out who had won before they actually got into the votes. Well, I'm here this morning to tell you that you, did you know that just as we heard this morning during our songs of worship, I agree completely with the sentiment that you are very special. You are unique. You're made, um... You're made with a purpose and a reason, and that God has fashioned and formed you. So you can look at your neighbor right now and go, that, he's talking about you. See, it's true. 
And with that in mind, let's pray. Lord Jesus, we thank you that you care so much about us that you would create us and fashion us, not only in your image, but with a purpose and a reason for being. Would you help us today to discover a little bit of, more of what that purpose is? And to look into your word, Lord, that um, brings freedom to us, that clarifies things to us, and that helps us be more like you. That's our prayer today. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. I really do. It's really an interesting world that we live in because we've got people that will, uh, that will say, um, you know, that, that, uh, that you weren't created by God, that you just kind of, you know, you just, there was a bunch of stuff floating around and poof, there you were there. And that you weren't created. And then they'll say, see, we're just ins insignificant in the world. But then they'll turn around and say, but you're so unique and amazing and wonderful. And I'm like, well, wait a minute. How do you have it both ways? I believe that God did create us, that he had a purpose in mind. And when he made us, he didn't make junk. And you might not think that you're the most talented person in the world. But I didn't say that God made talented people. I said he made amazing people. He made us. That doesn't mean that we have to all be musicians. doesn't mean that we all have to be movie stars. Every one of us is unique and gifted in certain areas. And God uses those to not only help other people, but fulfill our lives as well. That's how much he loves us. I don't think you're an accident, like I said before. But I have a feeling that a lot of us will concentrate more on the things that, well, how do I put it? We, we concentrate on things that aren't necessarily fulfilling that purpose in our lives. Remember uh, one time when I was preaching here, I talked about the chocolate chip cookie and how uh, if I told, let's, let's say you have a chocolate chip cookie sitting on the table, and you say to a small child sitting at the table, I'm going to leave here in a minute this freshly baked chocolate chip cookie. Don't touch it. And the kid would go, mm -hmm. And he might, if you just said it once and left, he might not touch it. But if you said to him, now listen, let me remind you, do not eat this chocolate chip cookie. Don't touch it. Smell it? Mmm, doesn't that smell good? Don't eat it. <laughs> might even take one of the chocolate chips and, here, try that. Mmm, isn't that good? No, no, you can't have the rest. Don't eat this chocolate chip cookie. Bad. What's the first thing that's going to happen when you leave the room? He's going to eat the cookie. And I believe that's what we do with sin in our lives. We sometimes hear so much, don't sin, don't sin, don't sin, don't sin, don't do that, don't do that, don't do that, don't do that, don't do that. We hardly ever hear what we should do. We hear things that we shouldn't do so much that when the opportunity arises, what do we do? We do the thing that we're concentrating on, the sin. Now God never intended us to live that way. He actually made a way for us to concentrate on the good things in life. And the more that we look at what God has for us, the less we have time to sin. I'll never forget this. I was preaching at the Union Gospel Mission one time, and I looked at him, and it just hit me. I said, you know, the more you do what God wants you to do, you won't have time to do what he doesn't want you to do. And that's totally true. We fill our time up. We all have the same amount of time in the day. How many know that? We have 24 hours a day, period. And we all fill it up the way we want to fill it up. And you say, well, some of the circumstances, Rick, are out of my control. I understand that. But how we, what we dwell on 
what we spend time thinking about, that is up to us. And we are the only ones that can change that. And God is always wanting to help us. I call it the negative faith versus the positive faith. And you all know, you've seen Christians, and you've talked to Christians, and you may have even done this before. You may be a believer that goes, oh, woe is me. It'll never work. It'll never happen. Have you ever run into people like that? And, and you're like, pretty soon they don't have a lot of friends. Because nobody likes to be around a whiner, do they? No. Now, I'm not saying that we don't have things happen in our lives that we need to tell people about, and we need to share and be prayed with and prayed for. But I'm saying the way we live our life. It's much better to be around a person that has an outlook on life that is according to Scripture, that is according to faith. There's something about That's why people love to be around charismatic people that have that, that, that feeling of hope and that they're, they're doing something that's a little bit extraordinary. We want to be around people like that because guess what? It's catchy. It is. Our attitude is catchy. The way we live our lives is catchy. I don't know about you, but I want to be catchy for Jesus. I want to be able to, to live my life in such a way that people, when they come in contact with me, don't go, oh, he was really religious. I want them to say, wow, what was about him that I like so much? I kind of want to know more about him. And if we do our job right, the more they know about us, the more they know about our God. So, we're in Second Peter Chapter 1, and I want to show you something that, that uh, I know some people would say, well, it's kind of corny, but oh well. But if I could show you a way that you never would fall from God, never fall away from Him, that you would always be with Him, if I could show you a way that, and a key to being an effective believer, how many of us would want that if I could show you that? All right, that's most of us. That's good. Guess what? It's not a secret hidden thing. You don't have to buy into it. You don't have to send me 1995 and I send you, you know, the holy water from wherever. You don't have you don't have to do any of that. It's already in your Bible. The one that I read, the one that you read. It's right there. And I want to show it to you. It's really cool. Second Peter chapter 1. I'm reading in the New International Version, and then I'm going to read in the message at the end. But it says this, Simon Peter, a servant and apostle of Jesus Christ, to those through the righteousness of our God and Savior Jesus Christ, have received a faith as precious as ours. So he's writing to believers. Grace and peace be yours in abundance through the knowledge of God and of Jesus our Lord. Now, I know a lot of us will just skip past the first part. When we read that, and then we go on to like, we think, well, now we're going to get to the good stuff. But right there, in that sentence, is something really interesting, and it's a key. He said, grace and peace be yours in, a, in abundance. So overflowing. Anybody want some more grace? I do. Anybody want um, some more peace in your life? I do. In abundance through the what? The knowledge of God and of Jesus Christ. That means the more we get to know Him, knowledge, then the more peace and grace is in our lives. So the closer we get to God, the more peace we have. That's pretty cool. 
the more grace we have, unmerited favor. I don't know about you, but I want to get close to God. And then it says this, <clears throat> Grace and peace be yours in abundance through the knowledge of God and of Jesus our Lord. And then he says, His divine power has given us everything we need for a godly life through our knowledge of Him who called us by His own glory and goodness. Now, I'm, if I'm not mistaken there, when I read that, um, that says to me that God's power has given me everything I need to live my life for Him. So, in other words, I've got a whole bag of ingredients already given to me by God that if I will use them and will participate with these ingredients, I just might fulfill the call of God upon my life. Wow. But this is so cool. It means that I don't have to go searching for them. I don't have to go out to the... Well, I did go to the grocery store in this case. But really, the bag's been given to us. Here it is. Got everything in it that we need to succeed in God. That's pretty cool. It says, through these, he has given us his very great and precious promises, so that through them, you may participate in the divine nature, having escaped the corruption in the world caused by evil desires. Now, how many of us have ever thought, man, I never get it right? Oh my gosh. I'm always messing up. The, hello, I've had seasons in my life where I think, what am I? I'm just totally a mess up. I don't get this. But then I look at this and it gives me hope. <laughs> and I realize, you know what? I wasn't made to live a sinful life. I was made to live a life not of evil, but of godliness. I was meant to live the way God wanted me to live. You were too. We all were. So now here comes the keys. It says, for this very reason, make every effort to add to your faith goodness, and to goodness, knowledge, and to knowledge, ooh, there, here comes the word, self-control, and to self-control, perseverance, and to perseverance, godliness, and to godliness, mutual affection, and to mutual affection, love. Four, you ready? This is, the, this is cool. Or if you possess these qualities in increasing measure, they will keep you from being ineffective and unproductive in your knowledge of our Lord Jesus Christ. Wow. But whoever does not have them is nearsighted and blind, forgetting that they've been cleansed from their past sins. Now, I'm, I don't know about you, but as I'm reading this, this is going to be kind of excited, because what this says is, if I will make some effort in pursuing God, I won't be doing all this sin stuff. Hmm. So if I'm feeling far away from God because I'm participating in things I shouldn't be watching or listening to or thinking about or dwelling on, maybe the key or the answer is to forget about that stuff for a while and start to add to my faith. Adding to our faith is not something that God just dumps on us. We have to make an effort. Now I'm going to make you a little dish here this morning. You'll get to taste it at uh, our time of fellowship. But as I make it, I have to make an effort to make it. I've got all the ingredients, the bags here, God has provided for us. But I've got to do something to put it together. 
And how many of us have said yes at the altar? Oh, Jesus, I want to live for you. But then we've just gone and done our own thing. We haven't spent time adding to our faith some of these key elements that will help us never to fall. Interesting. I love this part. Therefore, my brothers and sisters, make every effort to confirm your calling and election. Guess what? God voted for you. He called you up and said, guess what? I put you on the ballot and I marked you down. You're the one that I picked. I voted for you. Big sticker. I voted for you. That's what God has on him. For you. He didn't leave anybody out. Nobody's unimportant. You were voted for by God. And he called you. Guess what? I put you into office. And I'm your greatest fan. Wow. The creator of the universe? Therefore, my brothers and sisters, make every effort to confirm your calling and election. So we, it's up to us then to pursue that and to say, really? You call me? You voted for me? I guess I better figure this out. Because if you voted for me, that means I'm in office doing something. What should I be doing? For if you do these things, this is the Bible now, everybody. This is what we read and go, wow. For if you do these things, what things? If we add to our faith, so, and we make sure of our calling and election. If you do these things, you will never stumble. Oh, man. Wish I would have read that a long time ago. Wait a minute, I did. <clears throat> and you will receive a rich welcome into the eternal kingdom of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. I think some of us expect to get in by the skin of our teeth. <laughs> I don't know about you, but I've messed up several times and think, oh, how's this going to work? <laughs> Here I am, Lord. Oh, yeah, okay, well. All right, come on but this says right here that God is excited about us, that he elected us, that he called us. And he said, he says this, if you do these things, you'll, you won't fall, but you'll receive a rich welcome. Welcome, come on in, I've got this all prepared for you. Come on. That's what God says. So, isn't the scripture cool? Isn't it amazing how it just kind of opens up? So this morning, I thought it would be fun, my uh, friend... Got me a Darth Vader apron. Somebody that listens to our podcast from Philadelphia sent this to me. Thank you, Pete. I'll just tell Pete right now on the recording, and he can go, you're wearing that in church? And I would say, to that I would say, yes. There we go. All right. We got a little plate here. Let me see. We got our can opener. We already opened this stuff, though, so it would be quicker. Oh, got to have this. This is always a good tool to have. Yeah, there we go. Nice little chef knife. Okay, got the cutting board. All right, and our mixing bowl so we can mix it up in front of everybody. All right. Now, can everybody see okay? Kind of? Sorry, it's not taller than, than it could be. All right, then we have some crackers to put it on later. Some more crackers. Ah. 
couple more tools of the trade here. And my wooden spoon. Okay. First thing that God says that we need to add to is the very base of who we are. And that is called something called faith. Everybody just say that for a minute. Faith. That feel good coming out of your mouth? Faith. Did you know that you don't have to muster it up? You don't have to go buy it. You don't have to tell somebody, uh, you know, give me faith, give me faith. We've already got it. God gave us faith. That's the base of who we are. We are, we are made with faith in mind. That's why when people say, well, there's a God hole in everybody's heart that needs to be filled, that's faith. Believing in something that we don't necessarily see with our eyes, but we feel with our heart, or that we see the effects of. It's like the wind. You know it's there, and you see it move the trees, and, and it has this, this force to it. You know, I'm not talking about the force, like you use the force. I'm not trying, you know what I mean. I'm talking about there's, this, there's something powerful behind the wind, but you can't see it with your eyes necessarily. It's invisible. Now, when it comes to God, God has put faith on the inside of us. The, and there's other places in the Bible that will say, he's the one that's even given us a measure of faith. But what we do with that faith is up to us. So, well, you could be sitting here in this church today, and you could have faith that will allow you to go into heaven when, when you pass away. Or you could be sitting here and have little or no faith in what God has done, and you won't do that. Isn't that interesting? Same people, same faith. Some believe, some do not. So the faith is there. It's the base of things. And this morning our faith is going to happen to be some cans of chicken. And we're going to put our faith in here. We're going to add to our faith some other things so that we can make it. I was sitting uh, during worship, I was singing away, and I'm thinking, somebody, uh, and then I realized it was the smell of the chicken. So, sorry, sorry. I was like, whoa. It's not every day you bring chicken to church, is it? Yeah. Well, I mean, maybe for afterwards. <laughs> so, okay, so here we have our basic faith right here. And we're going to take that. Now, we've talked about faith. The next thing that the Bible says to add to faith, so now we're going to take chicken on its own. It's pretty good. I mean, we could eat that right now and go, eh, that's not bad on a cracker. But when we add some goodness to it, it even makes it better. So let's add some goodness to it. Let's see. I've got so many yummy things in here. Um, that's right. Ooh, now there's some goodness, isn't there? Sweet onion. Mm-mm-mm. Have you ever noticed how hard it is to be good, though? Isn't it much easier to be bad? I mean, honestly. I mean, I don't know about you, but I can sit and come up with bad things really fast. It's harder to come up with good things. But that's the challenge, isn't it? See, if we allow the base of faith in our life to be active, if we begin to believe in what God has called us to do, to tell others, then what happens? We can add to that faith some goodness. So why don't we... You guys are going, does, can he cut that stuff? He cut his finger off? No, actually, at home, I cook half the time, huh? Three quarters of the time. Well, you, you, are, you work outside the home, so I, I'm in the middle of a voiceover, and I'll run into the kitchen and start dinner, 
and then go back and work on the voiceover as it simmers. And uh, many, oh, the other day, it was pretty funny, I was talking to a client from uh, uh, Georgia, I believe, and her name was Kathy. And uh, I went into the studio as things were cooking in the kitchen, and my daughter, Catherine, came home from college, and she was meowing at our cat. Okay, now, you've got to follow me on this one. Cat is meowing at the cat while I'm talking to Catherine on speakerphone about a song that we're doing together for her company. And as this is happening, it's bugging me because all I can hear is, is meow, 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 meow. Finally, I said, Cat, are you meowing at the cat? And um, from the other end of the phone, there's a silence. And then there's, what? No. And I mean, no, 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 wrong. And I had to explain to her. And then Catherine thought that was the funniest thing ever. My daughter thought that was funny. All right, so here we are. And we're just, how many like your onions big or little in chicken salad? Small. small. Okay, we'll make them small. Oh, we probably shouldn't put the whole onion in because afterwards you guys would all be like dragon breath. So we're just going to add that much. And then we'll chop it up fine. So we're adding some goodness here. And what I found is it takes effort to think about things that are good. You know, there's the, the scripture in the Bible that talks about whatever is pure, whatever is holy, whatever is good, a good report. Think on these things. I always used to think that was kind of corny until I got older. And then I went, huh, there seems to be something about this that if I dwell on the other stuff, it's pretty dark in my life. But if I'll dwell on the good things... Then all of a sudden, I come up with these brilliant ideas. And then I realize, hey, wait a minute, that wasn't my idea. That must have been a God idea. So if you want good God ideas, concentrate on the good things in life. And add to your faith some goodness. Now, what does that look like practically? What does goodness look like? Well, that means when you come to a situation, you can think, well, the bad thing to do here would be this. But the good thing would be to do this. Do the good thing. Pick the good thing. Now, it's going to take... I guarantee you it takes more effort to do good than bad. It always does. Because, you see, usually bad is pretty selfish, and usually good is selfless. At least that's what I found. Anybody agree? Okay, so now we've chopped up the little onions nice and small. Those look pretty good, don't they? Can you smell them out there yet? They're very aromatic. So goodness is aromatic. All right, so there we go. We got some of that in there. That's some goodness. All right. Probably, you're probably sitting here going, oh, goodness. <laughs> now, we're going to add to goodness now. And it says, to faith, our base, add goodness plus knowledge. Knowledge. Okay, so in, a, in our Christian walk, we can do good things, but sometimes we run out and we go, well, now what's good and what's bad? Sometimes we're, we can't discern between the two. And that's where knowledge comes in. The more we know about God the more we don't sin against him and the more we do what he wants. So getting to know him, how do you know, get to know God? Well, of course, going to church is good because you hear about him and everything. Different Bible studies are nice because they teach you about it. But you know that, that, that nothing replaces that personal time of us opening up the Bible and reading for ourselves what it says. There's something about reading the Bible that helps us to know God. And I think it's an important thing. So we're going to have to add some knowledge. And I think knowledge will be some celery. What do you think? Yeah? Mm. 
We're going to split down the middle. We, we you probably will after this. <laughs> but I think that, but I do think that's a great idea. One of the one of the re, you know when I was first born again, when I first asked Christ into my heart, I didn't understand the Bible at all. Like, yeah, I wasn't exposed to it, so I didn't know it. And I remember um, reading it and going, "Really? I had no idea this was in there." And the more that I would read it, the more I would go, "Wow, this is pretty amazing and intense." And then I had a pastor that said that very same thing, Jerry. He said. You know, maybe you should pray before you read because this is getting a little crazy. Because I'd call him up, is this really real? Did this really happen? And he's like, why don't you come meet with me? On, you know? And I would. I would sit down with Pastor Postman. And he would explain different things to me. And I'd go, oh, wow, that's really cool. And then he said, you know, you could pray before you read and that would help. And that's very true. God loves it when we pray. So, okay, so we're going to cut up a little celery here. Mmm, that looks good. You're going to like this, by the way, I know. Well, maybe, I hope. Sorry about that. So knowledge is very, very important. And did you know that knowledge, I know some people think this is blasphemous, but not all, I, there's a lot of great knowledge in the Bible, but you know, sometimes you can get to know more about God by studying the people that know Him, their characteristics and some of the things that people have done for God. So that's important too. I'm not saying replace the Bible with stories about people or their biographies or anything. But, but I do think that there's, there are other ways that you can um, get to know God more by knowing some of the people that, that live for Him. So that's why it's important to go to church and be involved with people that know Christ. All right, there we go. Got the celery in there. All right. Now, here's the dreaded two-word uh, characteristic that's difficult. And that is, you add to your knowledge... Self-control. Now, I know, looking at me, you know that I have a hard time with self-control. I just wear it all right out there. Some people, they don't, they don't, may not look like they don't have, you know, the, you know what I'm talking about, but they are off track in other places. So self-control is really a hard thing. It really is. It's, it's something, it's self, first of all, it's something you have to do. You can't, nobody else can do it for you. And control. I don't know about you, but I like being in control. Now, I don't know if I like controlling me, though. I don't mind controlling other people. That's fun. Okay, come on. Don't look at me like that. I know. I know what you're talking about. Yeah, okay. Well, self-control is a lot harder because we have to deny ourselves. You know that scripture in the Bible that says, deny yourself, pick up your cross, and follow me daily. That is not an easy task. But it's worth the effort. So if we will add some self-control to the mix... It actually helps us to be able to have the other things work a little bit better in our lives. So it brings the taste out of us when we can use some self-control. So I think for self-control, we're going to use some carrot. And we'll grate a little bit of carrot in there. All right, here we go. Yeah, this is going to be really good. I think self-control, though, is probably one of the hardest things out of that, that list to add. That's why it's important to have somebody that you can share what you're going through with and what you're working on because I've noticed that I have lots better self-control when I'm accountable. Have you noticed that? If I tell my friend Kurt, who I meet with on a weekly basis, hey, I'm going to be working on this in my life, sometimes I don't want to tell him because then he's going to go next week. So, how did it go? And then I have to either lie 
or telling the truth. And he knows when I'm lying. <sighs> he knows me well enough. And, and then you have, you have to say, well, this is what I worked on, what I did. So we add a little bit of self-control to the mix. And boy, now it's not only smelling good, but it's looking good too. Yeah. All right. How about a couple more ingredients? Now, here's the other key. Anything can be done for a week. But if you want to do it on a month-to-month basis, it's going to be a little bit more difficult. And that's called perseverance. How many know that it's easy to say yes to Jesus at an altar? And it's a whole different thing when tragedy strikes two weeks later and you're not at the church. How hard it is then to say yes to Jesus. It's hard. But if you will persevere, it's not the big flashy things once in a while that really make our lives. It's the little things that we do on a daily basis. I was trying to tell my kids when they were young, brush your teeth and floss every night. You'll be very happy that you have. Because if you don't, you don't just do it right before you go to the dentist. They know. My dentist always knew. He'd go, you haven't been flossing, have you? (laughs) Well, yeah, I have. No, you haven't, I can tell. But successful, if I want to have a mouthful of nice teeth, Every day I need to take care of it. Perseverance. Keep pushing at it. Keep pushing at it. Keep pushing at it. I know that when I've lost weight, the only way to do it, perseverance. Perseverance. Even if you mess up, you get back up again and you go. Perseverance. Perseverance. Absolutely important in our walk with God. So I guess we need to add some perseverance. And I think our perseverance is going to be a little bit of pepper. Mm-hmm. So let's put a little pepper in there. Uh, probably get too much now, huh? Okay. <laughs> then to perseverance, it says we need to add godliness. What is godliness? Everybody conjures up different things. When I say the word godliness, some people think, oh, if I can stand like this and say thy and thou, that's godly. No, godliness is just a characteristic. In other words, it means that you act like God. Now, what do we know about God? He's compassionate. He's kind. He's generous. Quick to help. Now, flip that back. What if we were like him and had attributes like him? We would be kind. We would be generous. We'd be compassionate. We'd be quick to help. Godliness. That's an important characteristic. That's so important. In fact... I picked salt for godliness because salt, as much as people give it a bum rap and we shouldn't eat a whole lot of it, it really enhances the flavors and brings everything out. Here we go, a little bit of salt in our mix. The, the chicken's kind of salty already, but okay, that's enough. All right. <laughs> you got to season it. That's what I say. So now we've added all these different things to our faith and it's really coming together. But really, it's just a bunch of ingredients kind of lying in there. I love this. Mutual affection. What does that mean? That means we have to like each other. Affection means caring. It means uh, complimenting. It means recognizing. Looking at People's accomplishments. Mutual affection. So we add to our faith goodness, knowledge, self-control, 
perseverance, godliness, mutual affection. Now I've got to find my mutual affection. I know it's in here. Oh, there they are. I got water chestnuts. Because they're yummy. So we're going to put a few mutual affections in there. And we'll cut those up small too. And these have a, kind of a crunch to it, you know. So when you bite into it, you're like, oh, that, this tastes really good. Ooh, nice surprise. Yeah? That's what happens when we are mutually affectionate to each other. And we care about what each other is doing. Again, when you do that, it actually takes you out of selfish mode and puts you into selfless mode because you have to actually acknowledge what other people are doing in the world besides yourself. I've known a lot of people that only acknowledge what they do, period. I don't want to be like that. I've been that way, but I don't want to be that way. Okay, so there we go. We put our water chestnuts in here, and now I'm making a mess, sorry. Last but not least, and I knew this was coming, and you probably did too. Everything mixed together, and with this one element, it makes everything work. And that is love. Love. Love is an amazing thing. How many agree? Now, I'm not talking about maybe love that the world talks about. I'm talking about love that God talks about. Unconditional love. When you mix that into things... Everything changes. And it keeps us from getting into the stuff that we shouldn't be doing. And it helps us to do the stuff we are supposed to. And what else? You know, you, you know what's coming for this one, don't you? Mayonnaise. Miracle Whip. No. You know, there's Miracle Whip people and there's mayonnaise people. Miracle Whip? Mayonnaise? I did a poll on Facebook one time for all of our listeners. And... Uh, <laughs> it was about half and half. Really? Yeah, it was about half and half. Just like peanut butter, crunchy or creamy. How many are for crunchy? How many for creamy? Mm, that's interesting because usually the West Coast is crunchy and the East Coast is creamy. And in this case, most of the East Coast was Miracle Whip, but the West Coast was mostly mayonnaise. So go figure. I always thought that Miracle Whip, Miracle Whip kind of tastes like um, sour mayonnaise. Like somebody put vinegar in mayonnaise. It probably is. I don't know. Okay, so now we mix it all together. Oh, my. This is so yummy. Look at that. Oh, man. And when you mix it together, it smells so good. But, you know, the problem here that I'm seeing is I don't have enough mayonnaise. It needs more love. That's right. Okay. Should I use the knife? Is that okay? Ooh. Mayonnaise is kind of gross looking, I have to say. All right. Oh, this is going to be so good. You're going to put this on a cracker or something in the back. And there we go. We have a beautiful chicken salad. Doesn't that look good? Amen. Mm. Amen. In fact... Just so that we know if it's all right or not, I'm going to just take some. Okay. Oh my gosh, that's so good, you guys. All right. So, I shouldn't have put that in my mouth because now it's in my mouth. Everybody eat for me. 
close, what I'd like to do is read to you 2 Peter chapter 1 out of the Message Bible. Because I think it really is good. Is that okay? You guys up for it? Yep. I need to have something to walk it down is what I needed. Can we go get some water? I'm good. Okay, good. All right, let me get done with it. Here, it says this. I, Simon Peter, am a servant and an apostle of Jesus Christ. I write you this to, the, to whose experience with God is as life-changing as ours, all due to our God's straight dealing and intervention of our God and Savior, Jesus Christ. Grace and peace to you many times over as you deepen your experience with God and Jesus our Master. Everything that goes into a life-pleasing God has been miraculously given to us by getting to know personally and intimately the one who invited us to God. The best invitation we ever received. We were also given absolutely terrific promises to pass on to you. Your tickets to participation in the life of God after you turned your back on the world corrupted by lust. So, don't lose a minute in building on what you've been given. Complementing your basic faith with good character. Spiritual understanding, alert discipline, passionate patience, reverent wonder, warm friendliness, and generous love. Each dimension fitting into and developing the others with these qualities acting and growing in your lives. No grass will grow under your feet. No day will pass without its reward as you mature in your experience of our Master Jesus. Without these qualities, you can't see what's right before you. Oblivious that your old sinful life has been wiped off the books. So friends, confirm God's invitation to you. His choice for you. Don't put it off. Do it now. Do this and you'll have your life on a firm footing. The streets paved and the way wide open into the eternal kingdom of our Master and Savior, Jesus Christ. Folks, God is looking for people, regardless of age, position in life, and the bank account status, that will make an effort. Not to be perfect, but to let him shine through them. Let's pray. Lord, you are amazing. Your Bible is so, so good, and it opens up so many wonderful things to us. Lord, would you help us to be men and women that add to our faith those things that we talked about this morning? Give us grace, God, and give us peace that we might know you more and that we might share with others your amazing love. Help us, we pray, and thank you for salvation. Thank you for loving us enough to die on the cross for our sins and to raise again from the dead that we might have eternal life. We praise you and we give you all the honor and glory. Thank you for voting for us. In Jesus' name, amen. 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 Thank you, everybody. Yep. Okay, there you go. What would you think? Well, I enjoyed it. You know, what's, what's kind of unique is we had some people there that never heard you preach before. And I said, you know, I've been listening to his sermons for over 28 years now. And I still enjoy them. So that's good. Do you really? I, I really do. Some people I've heard preach or share messages. And I'm thinking, oh, I'm getting a headache or... I'm really bored or whatever. I don't ever think that with your messages. 
Well, that's good to know, I guess. I had a, a lady that uh, when I grew up as a kid, I was they lived on the same road as I did. And uh, she heard me preach for the first time today after 48 years or so. And uh, she said how much she enjoyed it. And uh, and she goes and she turned to your brother and said, you know, I would have never thought he'd be a preacher when he was a little kid. <laughs> You're a little hellion, weren't you? <laughs> I don't think I was a hellion. I just was active. You were double trouble. That's what you were. No, I wasn't too bad. <laughs> but she definitely, I definitely wasn't, I didn't have anything to do with God. Nope. So that was kind of fun <laughs> that she actually liked it and got to hear that. I was a little intimidated when we started because I walked up to the to the thing with a grocery sack in my, in my hands. And uh, when I realized who was there, when we were greeting people, I thought, oh boy, this will be interesting because it always gets you a little nervous when you... Well, there's a there's a scripture that says a prophet is without honor in his own town, and um, I've shared at that same church a couple of times, and um, someone brought up that scripture because you know here I was a little snot nosed kid growing up in that church, and it's kind of funny coming back to it and sharing in it. But well, I mean, the whole point of the message today was to <clears throat> to really try to encourage people to. Do something with your life. Add to it. You know, don't um, don't just. I mean, the the more we kind of do whatever we want to do, that that we don't. It's not fulfilling to do that. So it, it's it's an interesting concept to to make an effort in life to add to our faith, and that's what it was all about. So, and and regardless of what denomination or even if you go to church or not, there's that element of faith in our lives. Some people cultivate it. Some people don't. And I know you're listening to this program, whoever's listening, and um, obviously you're, you're open to the idea since you listen to us and we talk about our faith. So, uh, you know, I just encourage you as a, as a listener to the podcast to uh, make an effort to add to your faith. I think it's definitely worth it. Yeah, it is. And I will notice something here. Rick bought me tulips for Valentine's Day after Valentine's Day because I'm half off, which he's my hero because I like good deals. And they're and in I, the box that we built together. And it is covering up our Moyer Multimedia sign. I know. I need to tape it up farther. So, yeah, which brings me to the point that at the end of every podcast, I say this has been a Moyer Multimedia LLC production, copyright 2014, all rights reserved. And please, we'd love to hear from you. We would. You can write to us. Thanks again, by the way, Wayne, for sending in the audio comment. That was mm -hmm. really nice of you. And a big thanks um, to Daniel Elfers, who we're going to be talking about his experience. He took us up on the $10 challenge. Oh, cool. So we're going to share next week about that. Cool. And anybody else that took us up on the $10 challenge, which is basically... Um, take $10 and bless someone with we, it, we buying might groceries. Even, wouldn't or, it be fun if we could get them to go on Skype and talk about it? That would be fun. Yeah. So I said, Daniel, if you're listening, we want to have you on the program so you can talk about it. I'll, I'll email him too, just in okay. case. Because you're right. He told me that he saves up our podcast and listens to two or three at a time. Yeah, I do that with podcasts sometimes. I, I'm behind right now in some of my favorite podcasts. I'm behind in Tales from the Mouse House. A Treks in Sci-Fi, and the Anomaly Podcast. They all have really good new ones out. And I've been so busy writing songs, I haven't got to listen mm -hmm. to them. I, I, and, I'm, and I'm also behind on the Rusted Robot Podcast. 
Yeah. That's not good. I sometimes will do that. Um, I like the Women Talk Sci-Fi podcast, too. And sometimes I'll listen to four or five episodes in a row when I'm working. Yeah. And and then I won't wa- listen to it for a while. So yeah. that's just kind of the nature of podcasts. That's that, that's the beauty of them. On, de- on demand radio. I can't talk like that. Mm. All right, everybody. Have a great week. We'll see you next time when we'll have... Uh, not only Daniel, but hopefully others will write in or want to be on the show. We can have them on Skype as well. That'd be a lot of fun. So please get a hold of us. And don't forget to listen to the other podcasts I'm involved with, like the Sequest podcast and like the Ragtag Fugitive podcast. And do we do other ones? And we're doing a podcast um, together here soon for... For Trex and Sci-Fi. Trex and Sci-Fi. We're going to be covering the next generation episode called The Child. Yes, it's one of my favorite episodes. It's the, the first one in the second season. Mm-hmm. When Doctor Pulaski came aboard, I like Doctor Pulaski. Yeah, well, there's a there's we'll talk about that because there's a controversy over her. Well, I like both the doctors. I'm not discriminatory. Okay. Well, hey everybody, thanks for joining us. It was a lot of fun, and we'll see you next time on the Taking With You podcast. Adios.